Hi, everybody. This is Vic Mignogna, voice actor for shows like Full Metal Alchemist, Bleach, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, or on High School, and you're listening to the Tanami Faithful Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tanami Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Gametto, and with me tonight is... The founder and CEO of TanamiFaithful.com, Paul Pascrella. And... The Real Maddox, the hair samurai in charge. And that's it for tonight. It's the uh, the good old threesome. Yay. Yay. Manage And uh, we have some stuff to get into before we get into the news, as we always do. And, uh, of course, we have a very big episode. We've got a... Uh, very special guest. He'll be here in a minute, and well, uh, I guess I guess we'll just get right into it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, for those of you that haven't been keeping an eye on our Twitter, shame on you. Um, we have this uh, thing called what is it called, guys? Geeky. Yeah, Geeky Inc. Uh, we started a new company to uh, distribute all of our content because, as a person at Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim told us, and I'm not going to name any names, um, we should, if we're going to distribute our own content, we should do it in a way that does not conflict with Toonami. So, because we have a, so many plans and so many things that we want to do, including actually giving Darrell a show, I think I, I may be wrong about this, but... <laughs> um, we haven't we, decided yet. <laughs> that's that, you know what? Well, I don't know if we have the budget... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, but you know what? That's that shit I just don't like. Oh. Anyway. Oh, oh catchphrase. <laughs> Perhaps title? Never mind. Perhaps title, anyway. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the name of the company is Geeky Inc. Um, basically, we will be putting out different reviews um, of anime, of movies, of games, etc. And, of course, uh, we'll be... Oh, sorry, I'm go sorry. ahead. Uh, we'll also be distributing our uh, nudecore music off of that from now on. Um, we did the first CD off of TsunamiFaithful.com, obviously, because you know we didn't have something at that point, and uh, so that'll still be really that'll still come off of uh, TsunamiFaithful.com. But um, for the rest of any other albums that we do from now on, uh, they'll be off of Geeky. Geeky, of course. And that's spelled uh, G E E K dash E. Get it, yes. Geeky. As in your geeky person. Yes, Jose, you came up with the name. I know. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're I'm I'm really excited about this because it, it opens up a lot of possibilities for us because you know we're all tsunami fans. We're we're not getting rid of the site or anything like that. That's not happening. Uh, oh, and the podcast is not going. No, anywhere. the podcast is not no. going anywhere. It is changing. Just... It is changing, but that's for next week. Um, <laughs> hey. hey, hey, hey. It's okay. It's alright. It's alright. It's all right. Big homie gotta answer the Thundercats. Oh god. Anyways. Anyways, um, but the reason we, we came up with Geeky is because we love all types of content. Um, you know, and we wanna cover it all. Uh I know I know Daniel wants to do stuff with video games. I love doing stuff with movies. I love to talk about stuff that is not anime, believe it or not. Um you know, and just and and to finally have an outlet for it, and because we have an audience, which is you, the Toonami faithful, we thought, you know, it. Hopefully, you'll follow us on this endeavor as well. Um, 
and we're really I'm really excited to launch this. Uh, we're doing this in partnership with already some big names in anime. Um, I want to say Viz and Funimation. They are already collaborating <laughs> with us. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know anything about that. Oh, come on. They already know. You guys already know. Um, they're already collaborating with us. So we're really, we're really looking forward to collaborating with them in the future and bringing out stuff for you guys uh, that you will hopefully enjoy. Yes. We just felt that it was time to spread our wings and fly. We're not like we said. We're not getting rid of tsunami. No, no, we're no. Just no. trying to do some other things hey. on our pro- on our own now. We, and, and, sorry, we have to thank you guys. Yeah. We have to thank you guys personally, all the fans, because without you guys, we couldn't do this. Um, the fact that you guys do have an interest in us uh, doing other things, kind of what was a little test for us was flick the switch, the little podcast I did with a friend of mine. And the fact that you all did listen to that, uh, you know, we thought, well, all right, we, maybe we can just do this uh, as a thing and build something out of it that's substantial. Uh, and, and we really do have to thank all of you, the Toonami Faithful, for sticking with us. Yes, we do. And yes, thank some you. of these reviews will show up on ToonamiFaithful.com, believe it or not, just because, you know, we're doing something different doesn't mean that if we do a review for, say, Inuyasha or some other anime out there that's on Toonami, it's obviously going to show up on our websites. So. Yeah, you're welcome, Paul. Okay, anyways. anyways. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be coming, That those things will be coming very soon. We're, uh, to we're see still getting paperwork brief- and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> paperwork stuff. Um, to see a preview of what we're working on, um, you can, we actually have some things built already. We don't have a website yet, but um, if you want to go to coming. Our, It's coming. You want to go to our Twitter page? It's uh, twitter.com slash geekyinc, G E E K E I N C. Uh, we already posted one video from our YouTube channel. Um, and also on Facebook, it's the same thing on Facebook. If you want to join us there, it's facebook.com slash G E E K E I N C. Darrell liked it today. Thank you, Darrell. You're um, also, who, who, who made that video? Because it wasn't me. That would be uh, Christian McCord. Hey, Christian. Thanks for um, helping us out, man, because you're awesome. And by the way, I don't, I don't want to say his name on the air, but this kid, uh, well, first of all, he's a kid still. And second of all, damn, for his age, I'm very surprised that he can put out a video like this. God, uh, you kids and your technology today. <laughs> We've said Christian McCord's name on the air before. Just, yes, just pointing that out. <laughs> I know we have, but I'm just saying, like, nobody knows his age, and I'm not going to say his age unless he wants to. Hint, you can hint, follow him Christian, on Twitter. Come on the podcast. You can follow him on Twitter. <laughs> yes, you can. Yep. So. Yeah, you can follow all he, us on Twitter. I feel like he's kind of a public person. Um, I kind of feel like he's already part of the family. Yeah, he yeah, kind of, of he has helped right. us out on those sites uh, in many ways, just just by being a loyal supporter. Um, and he's Jose won't do any videos for me. I'm sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, boy. I'm gonna go ahead and choke out a little bit. You know, it's all right. Me. It's okay. <laughs> Ow, god damn it you know what you, you know what Darrell that's that shit I don't like <laughs> yeah, hey you can't shit. do that man that's copyrighted hey, that's yeah I copyrighted shit. it and then he hey. can have it back <laughs> you know what Anyways, copyright um, yes um, the next so, thing you've literally written here is a big announcement for next week so yeah it's yes. a big announcement regarding the podcast next week yes Sweet. big 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 announcement for next week um the podcast is going to become huger. 
so to speak. Uh, if I could find the, the sound bite from the guy that does the car ads here in Rochester, it w- it's going to be huge. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if I may tease, um, yes. it's tsunami related. Woohoo! In an unofficial capacity. And while we're on that subject, by the way, speaking of um, us, thank you to Toonami for giving us a, a plug. I, I nearly died when I saw that they oh, put dude. that on their Tumblr. Thank you, guys. We really do appreciate it. Oh, my yeah. God. We work. We, we, I, I know you all work at Toonami for free, but we, we also really work really hard on this podcast and on the site. And to, to, to see the actual people who, who work on Toonami – Give us some kind of recognition. It's just, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Yes, it is. And thank you again to Jason and all the people that work on uh, Toonami. Jason, uh, Gil, Kim, all you guys. You guys rock. Yes. And I, I think I saw a bump last night about Kim's out injured, so we, we hope she's okay and everything. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, no. there was, I think it might be, I, I don't know if it's legit making fun of her or whatever, but... Um, you know, if, if you really are injured, yeah, we hope you come back. Recovery. Get well soon. Uh, but getting back to the big announcement, basically, tune in next week. Um, the only reason we didn't do it this week is because, you know, Vic. fix on yeah. and we want you to listen to that interview. So, uh, But next week, uh, it's going to be huge. Trust me. You guys are going to like it. Uh, it's definitely going to, at least in my opinion, it's definitely going to make this podcast more, what what we want it to be it's going to be a lot bigger it's going to give us a bigger audience and i think by doing some of the things that we're going to be doing it's going to just um frankly i think this is a turning point for the podcast so it is it really is yeah. the podcast will not be the same after this no it won't be and i just think it's going to get bigger from here we've overhyped <laughs> this it's probably not even that big of a deal we're like overhyping no, this it's like no. it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's something stupid wait for it you know we're gonna get yep. a bunch of people coming back to us like uh, that's not really that big of a deal or they'll be like why did you do this <laughs> sorry it's, be- it's because we love you yeah and we love to mistreat you sometimes yeah so look forward to that next week but um one more time thank you to tsunami for plugging us on the tumblr uh i don't have it up right now but while we're uh while Jose gets into his the, the next announcement we have. Uh, I'll look it up, and then I'll talk about it before we get into the news. Okay. Um, this is a public service announcement. The Ooh. November 30th deadline for all Bandai products has passed. Bandai has sent out all their final shipments. This is it, guys. If you want something from Bandai, go buy it. That means everything Gundam, everything Cowboy Bebop, everything Outlaw Star, go buy it. It's not available anymore. I'm telling you right now, Gundam Wing is not on right stuff anymore. Maybe they might be getting one more shipment. It might be late uh, for the holidays, but I really don't think Gundam Wing is going to be available at right stuff anymore after this year. I think there's already Gundam Gundam Seed. The prices, as Darrell has pointed out to me on Amazon, have skyrocketed. Um, uh, yeah. It's just, if you want something from Bondi, go get it. I just ordered a bunch of stuff from right stuff. Uh, I just won something on eBay, you know, before prices skyrocketed on it. Uh, I got Gundam 0083. Um, I'm just missing Zeta, and I've got everything I want from Gundam. Can you say the same? Yes, I can. <laughs> you better. 
You better make sure you can because if you regret it at all, there's a good chance we may not see these shows again. If there's something you want, go get it. Do not hesitate. I'm serious, guys. Don't hesitate. If you want it, go get it. Because it's not coming back. Well, maybe. (laughs) Um, We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, speaking about Gundam real quick, Gundam's a huge franchise. I know that. But I feel like nobody is really going to go for it. I really don't think Funimation, I don't think Sentai, I don't think Viz, I don't think anybody, I hope I'm wrong, I really do, I don't think anybody's going to go for it. Because even though it's a really popular franchise, other than Wing, not too many of them sell very well. Um, Wing has always just been that seller for, for Bondi. Uh, that, that Gundam seller for Bondi. And uh, Gundam all their style. other shows, they do okay, but there are, but you know, they don't. They don't. They don't do gun and wing numbers. Uh, I guess you could say the other one's kind of more like a little bit on the fan service side, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just don't. They just don't perform, and people are going to look at those numbers and just be like, "Yep, they're not performing." Funimation's going to be like, because the the other thing about Bandai, the reason they could do Gundam so well over here, is one, they they were getting it directly from Bandai Visual, and two. They have Bondi of America putting out the toys and the model kits. Not anymore, but they had it. They did do that at the time. And the thing with Gundam, it's really hard to do the the DVD releases and not have the model and kit and toy line here in the States. And Bondi was willing and able to do it. With Bondi out and, you know, the toys still going... Uh, if they can't tie into the DVDs, if they can't work out some kind of deal, that's going to be difficult for any distributor. So, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. So, specifically Gundam, I would say pick it up if you want it. Um, and, yeah, just uh, anything Bondi, really. Uh, obviously, something that's been printed very largely is something like Cowboy Bebop or Outlaw Star. I think I give those a year. But just to be safe, don't wait. Get it. Right. Don't worry, I'm going to just steal yours. <laughs> well, I do have. If you're going to steal any copy of my Cowboy Bebop, steal the remixes. Don't steal my other copy. That one's special. <laughs> I want to steal whatever's most precious to you. No, I'm just joking. You bastard. Don't steal my. Lim- <laughs> you don't, don't steal my limited edition Cowboy Bebop box set, of which they only made 10,000 or some weird number of. That's been signed by Melissa Fawn and Wendy Lee. Dude, right, don't steal let that. Let me write that down so I can steal that first. Don't steal that. <laughs> All right, so basically, guys, go By the way, I really do have that box, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Make sure you guys go out and buy as much Bandai, Bandai stuff as you can. Get so, your shit now. Because apparently the prices are going up really quickly, yep. so you need to do it now if you're going to do it. Uh, the question I've gotten a lot is Ghost and Shell. That's under manga. Yes, Bandai was one of the uh, was a collaborator. There were a co-producer on it. Uh, so was manga. So manga still has the rights to that. Uh, my understanding of Gurren Lagann, Bandai has lost the rights. So uh, manga can no longer handle the distribution for it. So that might not be safe anymore. Uh, so yeah, Ghost and Shell safe. Gurren Lagann is not. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just want to clear up any questions people might have. If there are any questions, uh, send me a tweet. I will I will do my best to give you an answer. Yeah, Jose normally knows. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 This has gone uh-huh. on long enough. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding back. I was so holding back on that. But, anyways, um, so before we get into the news, I'll I'll read exactly what they said on their Tumblr. Um, the question that was asked was, "Do you guys listen to any podcasts? If so, which ones? Would you, in parentheses, Toonami or Adult Swim, consider producing one in the future?" And this is how they answered. Currently, we don't have the time to reduce a podcast with any degree of regularity. We listen to the Toonami Faithful podcast sometimes, though. Check it out. And that's when I died on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I wish you would have stayed that way. Anyways. The ratings would have yeah, gone up. would have a job anyways, <laughs> unless you want to go. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So let's, get into, let's get into the news before I say something I don't want to say. Yeah. Um, so from Facebook and Twitter, here is Toonami News. And uh, this let's talk about ratings. the ratings. Yeah, this week's ratings. Panic! 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious on Twitter. Every, literally, like, everybody was asking me, why is Jose freaking out? I'm like, I don't know. Don't ask me. Okay, just go ask him. And then every time somebody asked you, you kept going out with panic! 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 Seriously, I thought he he was tripping out on acid for real. <laughs> I might be. I might no, actually he was actually be, drinking bleach. I was I drinking mean, bleach. <laughs> no, mind. You know what? I ain't going to even say <laughs> Anyway, should we get into the reason why I'm panicking? Why are you panicking? Uh, Well, let me read the ratings. Bleach, 1,077,000. Well, that was good. Yeah, that's great, right? Tenchi Muyo GPX. 669,000. Samurai 7, 565,000. <laughs> Thundercats, 675,000. Yeah, that's right. My show went back up. Symbionic Titan, 616,000. Ureka 7, 471,000. Full Metal Alchemist, 424,000. Full Metal Alchemist, 375,000. Bebop, 500, oh, sorry, 459,000. Bebop, 439,000. Inuyasha, 462,000. Inuyasha, 509,000. By the way, I, I, I can't believe that a lot of people actually get up and watch Inuyasha at that time. That, that just boggles my mind. Hey, man, um, I watched Inuyasha at that time. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like it, it, it really. That's why they put it there because it does so well there. It's, I, I really want it earlier, but if it's doing the ratings there, I can't bitch about it. it also, needs it's to reruns, stay. so it needs to it needs to stay at later time slot. Yeah, it does because it but, definitely um, is helping at the the end of Toonami. So, yeah, should we uh, address the elephant in the room? What would the elephant in the room be? Hold on, wait a minute. You talking about Alabama? Because that's the only elephant I know. Big Al, roll yeah. tide. The, you mean the four hundred? You mean the four hundred people? Four hundred thousand drop on Tenchi Muyo GXP. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that shit I don't like. <laughs> I God, here we go. I, I may have actually called it a couple of weeks back when I said this was ratings poison. I may have well, called it. Well, I, I can't say that it's rating poison anymore because now we have Naruto, so that's why I wasn't really freaking out as much as you were, unless you were just being. I was kind of being dickish. I know you. Were a dick, <laughs> I'm always being but, dick, but know, sometimes I can't. But, sometimes I'm like, is he being a dick? Is he drunk? I don't know. No, most of the time he's just being a drunk dick. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, but my God, <laughs> no, for for real, for real though, the 
Tenchi Muyo GXP, that's abysmal. And I know a lot of people are, I read the comments, a lot of people are like, oh, there's not that bad, you know. It was the holiday, it was, you know, a lot of people don't have DVR. I'm sorry, this is... This is Saturday night on Thanksgiving weekend. I'm. I don't well, think. Well, see, here's here's the here's. I don't think you can blame the holiday on this one. The holiday is on Thursday. The sales are on Friday. You're home Saturday. Well, no, uh, I, I, sa- I, I actually think- Saturday uh, was the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I, I know it was. I know there was the Iron Bowl, but I'm still kind of like, we've we've gone up against sporting events before. I don't. This isn't a sporting event. This isn't a sporting well, event to cause all, these bad ratings. Because Bleach performed at a million. Well, first of all, I'll give the ratings... I'll, I'll give the ratings uh, a pass this week because, like I said, because A, it was the holiday, and B, there was some big college games out there. Because you have to remember, there are big college games on this weekend. But they even have games on Friday, which is normally not the norm. No, 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 and I get that. And I, I know, but we've so, always I mean, held... I, I will give it a pass, and plus, I mean... I, it wasn't. I, much, it wasn't that much of a big deal to me, because Naruto came on the next week. But I'm hesitant to give it a pass simply because we've gone up against sporting events before. We've gone up against the Olympics yeah, and performed yeah, but better. We've seen we've seen holidays, like a, a holiday where Toonami's been on and it's done this before. But if you, if you let me finish here, if you saw last week's ratings, and I have to, I would have to pull those up. But um, if you saw the ratings last week and this goes to your point jose from bleach to gxp there's a there's been a 400 viewer drop like 400 viewers say all right i've watched bleach everything else and they've left now some of those viewers have come back they've watched thundercats and symbionic titan thank you guys for doing that um because we definitely want to see those shows get new seasons but we're seeing it. We're starting to see a pattern, and that goes to your your argument here, Jose, that it is ratings poison. Because right when GXP comes on, it four hundred view four hundred thousand viewers. Let me let me let me say it that way, because that's four hundred viewers is not what I mean. Four hundred thousand viewers drop off immediately when that comes on, and yeah. And before people are going, Jose, you're one of those people. I'm not. No, we. All We're of, watching. All of us Tsunami faithful, no matter if we like the show or not. We watch. Watch it. Yes, we do. Um, you know, some of us may drop off at like 3 or 3.30 for obvious we, reasons. But well, then we watch our recordings. We have ways. jobs. <laughs> and all we do is try to entertain you people. Either way, we just we, we watch the recordings anyway, so they still count. Okay. But this is... Exactly. I, I, I'm really... I, like I'm not super afraid for tsunami because tsunami's just not going anywhere. I feel like that's been confirmed by everybody at Adult Swim. They're all happy with what tsunami's been doing, and they wouldn't have gotten Naruto if they. They were. wouldn't have gotten Naruto, no. But man, GXP GXP is scaring me. And you know what? It's it's a real shame because it's killing Samurai Seven. It's killing Samurai Seven's ratings. It is, and I. As much I mean, as I if love if GXP. Maybe it's better if they just switch the drop it down on the time slot and move Samurai Seven back. Move it, move it well, to move it to Ureka Seven's time slot. Well, I mean, for me, it's like um, Samurai Seven has been getting a lot better since it's been going into its later episodes. But um, the thing is, is they've said it on the Twitter 
if there's something that's not working out, they'll drop it. So, I mean, let's go like maybe two more episodes, but if you still continue to see that 400 viewer drop, either move Thundercats up or move Samurai 7 up and get the ratings to stay where it is because people, you know, they don't want to see this show for some odd reason. I try to tell people, dude, you're you're faithful. You should be watching these shows because we want to keep Toonami on the air. And a lot of you agree with me, but then there are some people out there to like screw you, Paul. I'm not gonna watch this. Shit. I'm going to. <laughs> hey man, I don't look. I don't like GXP, but man, that's mm, we can't no, force people. No, you to watch. really made it quite clear how you want the I, characters to commit mass suicide and be killed. Oh, dude, I watched this last week's episode. I was just like banging my head on a table. I mean, I, I hate to go off on a tangent here, but Darrell, I mean, you saw the other day, people are hitting up on me saying, well, you know, Paul's, why are you being that way, Paul? I'm a tsunami faithful. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not the only one that said that you should be watching every show. Darrell said it. Jose said it. So why are you hating on me, first of all? And second of all... Because you got the tsunami news account, huh? Exactly. It's fun having a thousand followers <laughs> now, isn't it? <laughs> By the way, by the way, for the record, I'm not Toonami. I need to make that record clear again because some of you, again, have been thinking maybe it's the new followers. Hi, new followers. I'm not Toonami. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'm just saying to you, if you're not a Toonami faithful, you're not a Toonami faithful because you're not watching every single show. I, I can understand you don't like these shows. That's fine. But just leave it on and go into a different room and watch a different show. That's what we do. Yeah. Or if we don't want to watch the show, we'll record it and watch something else, and then, you know, well, I usually watch, watch it another it day. Later. Yeah, I, I usually I, watch yeah. it. I, I make sure to always watch my recordings, um, except when I was in Japan. Sorry, guys, couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we have to do it this way, guys, because some of you, I understand, a can't stay up. B, you want an earlier time slot, and we'll. I'll talk about something with that a little bit later, but, um, and some of you also, you know, you don't like these shows. That's fine. I get it. But this is the tsunami we have. And the more that you watch, the better it's going to get. So for those of you that want, for example, you want Sarah back, you want the Clydes back, you want, um, better bumps. You want an earlier time slot. I hear, I've, I've all of a sudden heard this movement of people that's getting huger and huger and huger by the week of you guys wanting an earlier time slot. Personally, I just want an hour more and that's it. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that time slot is probably not going to come. Well, no, so. no, no. <laughs> but for example, I put up a, a poll on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash bring it back to NAMI a hundred. And I believe it was 107 of you. If I remember correctly, want a 9 PM to 6 AM. These were a bunch of greedy bastards. Yeah, you're a bunch of greedy bastards, but, um, I mean, obviously, if that happened, I would be ecstatic. No, I'd be ecstatic, too, but let's be realistic here. It's not going to happen. Well, let me, let me finish. Let me finish, okay? Um, personally, if if we're even going to have a chance of more Toonami shows, because here, here's, here's what I have to say about that for, first. 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. It's probably not going to happen because of Family Guy. I can tell you that right now because Family Guy does a lot of ratings. And personally, I would love to have Family Guy on and then a transition into an 11 p.m. slot because 
again, it's all about ratings, guys. That has huge ratings. Okay, so the transition from Family Guy in the huge ratings that it has to Tanami is a good thing. So, you know, it, I would rather have that. But let's, but for me, expanding the block, I want to expand it so we can help anime too. That's that's what we're all here doing. We're trying to help anime. We started a new company to do content to review anime and games to help, you know, these companies out so that they can get you know more awareness so that people can actually you know they they do better with these animes that's what we're trying to do so you know and i know we've gone off on a huge i know we sort of lost the point tenshi muyo gxp being rating was poison but i lost it i'm trying to say to you guys is yes tenshi tenshi for some of you that have already seen it you don't like it you're not going to watch it it's if you're one of those 400,000 viewers that drops off and normally watches Toonami religiously every single weekend, I would encourage you guys to continue to watch. Um, if you don't like it, email Adult Swim. Email the Tumblr. Hey, guys, I don't like this show. Get it off the air or move it to a later time slot. They'll listen, and if they still if they still have to play it, they'll just move it to a, a later time slot, and we'll get one of the other shows in a higher time slot. That's... You know, that's always a possibility. But you guys have to – We the reason I, I, I want you guys to watch every single show or as many shows as you can is so that we get the ratings because that's what it is now. It's not like the tsunami of before where Ig had a huge budget and they didn't have to worry about one thing. This is a tsunami that doesn't have really any budget. Is it slowly increasing? Yes. I mean, look. You had a you had a review from you know Halo Microsoft. You had a review for uh, Wreck It Ralph, the Disney movie. Um, Fix It Felix Jr. Right, that was the video game. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I mean, you guys get my point. We're getting more money. We're getting more money the legal way. We can't donate. Remember, we're getting more money for the the budget. They're able to get more shows like Naruto. Naruto is going to be there. It's going to help the ratings. That's why it's there. Okay, and to help Jose out, hell, we may even see One Piece at some point. You never know. (laughs) Put on a show I like for once. That being said, I love Symbionic Titan. Point I'm trying to make is watch Tenchi. You don't want to watch Tenchi. Leave your TV on and go watch something else on a different TV. Okay, guys, every little bit helps. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, look, Tenchi just is not great. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing if. The ratings come back and we see another big drop from Tenchi, especially after Naruto. Uh, we're going to see a time change. There's no way they can keep this up because it's just – it's sad. killing what Samurai 7 was doing. Oh, Samurai yeah. 7 was doing great. Mm-hmm. Doing 900,000 and it's dropped considerably. Yeah, I definitely think that Naruto is going to be the test for uh, GXP. Yep. And if it drops substantially after Naruto – I think I give it two more weeks. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I give it two more episodes, maybe three, and if it doesn't do well, it's probably going to get moved back. Even though they've said on their Tumblr that they want to keep this schedule until Samurai Seven leaves. Yep. So, I, you know, I, we'll see what happens. And like I said, if you guys really want, don't want that in that time slot, just email them at Adult Swim or go to the Tumblr, tsunami.tumblr.com, and just tell them. Guys, I don't want this at one o'clock. Can you put this at a later time and slot? And be polite. Be polite. Yes, be please be polite too. Okay. 
Um, so like, don't go over there and be like, "Hey, this show, move it." It's, <laughs> it's cool when we say it on the podcast because you listen and we get ratings. Um, but when you actually do it to the Twitter or the Tumblr, uh, you sound like a douche. And by the way, the, what we were talking about about the the poll. If you guys again, if you guys want to vote in that poll. Uh, I'm going to have it up for the rest of December. It's uh, facebook.com slash uh, bring it back to Nami. I want to hear from you guys what kind of time slot you want to see. Um, for those of you that haven't voted and think that 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. is ridiculous and you want to vote for one of the other choices, please come and vote because, you know, I kind of don't think that's what most of you think either. So, but, um, so we should get the trending. Yes, let's get to trending because I know Jose wants to go to bed. Yes, I have uh, <laughs> early day tomorrow. Yes. Um, so trending. Uh, the shows that trended were, um, <laughs> speaking of Tenchi Muyo, Tenchi Muyo GXP, uh, Thundercats, Symbionic Titan, Eureka 7, Samurai 7, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and uh, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Toonami also trended. It trended uh, worldwide and in the U.S., but uh, Bleach did not trend, and Inuyasha did not trend. So, But uh, thank you to you guys, as usual, that are on Twitter helping us. Um, it's very good. It's just, in my opinion, it's just as good as doing, is helping the ratings by watching, you know. Um, I wouldn't help. say just as good. <laughs> well. It's not true. Jason's come on well, the show and said that. But it does help. It does help, yes. It doesn't hurt. Said that. And I actually did Twitter sober this weekend. I did not join you guys. Sorry. I was very surprised by that. Well, I the thing is, I had a six a.m. call time the next day. I'm just like, I'm not. I, if I no, stay no. up. No, no, no. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about Darrell. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is rising. That is surprising. Actually, you being sober during tsunami. That's weird. We're gonna have to talk about that later. Actually. I don't like it. Um. <laughs> anyways, DJ Clark Nova. Yes, um, we had some news today. We had two bi- pieces of news, so we thought we would throw it into the podcast since they came up today. And uh, yeah, so uh, DJ Clark Nova is back, who is uh, AKA Jason DeMarco. Uh, Jose, if you want to take this, since you uh, pretty much commented to him on Twitter and the Tumblr and every other thing. Um, Jason released 15 uh, quote unquote lost tracks that I guess he was making way back when. And uh, he actually promised he would give us uh, the Black Hole Mega Mix 2 uh, during Christmas time, and we're pretty close. So I guess this is his, his uh, release of that. Uh, the, the tracks don't have any names, and uh, I don't think they're even ID tagged correctly. So uh, you can come up with your own f- cool names for them. Uh, and they're, they're pretty dope tracks. Like, again, Jason is just kind of awesome when it comes to DJing. Uh, and, and good at creating good beats, and they're probably going to stay in my car for a little while because I love beats. I love me some beats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys tell me to say shit, and then you go, mm-hmm, <laughs> and uh, piss me off. Yeah, we, we love pissing you off <laughs> sometimes. It's a ritual. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to pick that up, if you go to the Tumblr page, there's actually an, an announcement about it. Uh, just scroll down to the announcement. You can link to it and actually download it. So, and it's for free. Just in case anybody thought you had to pay for it, it's free. Yep. So, I think he's trying to steal our Nerdcore Thunder. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think so. But anyways, um, the last piece of news, which also happened today, was um, some of you noticed that 
Symbionic Titan was out of order. Uh, a lot of you had actually asked the Tumblr. Um, it says this episode on the on the schedule, but you know that's not what's next. Are you guys going to actually play it? You know they said no, it's not going to happen. Don't worry, blah blah Hold blah. On. I actually want to bring up their. I actually want to bring up their actual comment. Hold on. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I'll just explain it though while while we're doing. No, because the explanation is bad crazy. I know it is, and that's funny. So basically, what happened was is last night the episode that was on the schedule, which again the schedule is not always right. Apparently, uh, was right, and which it, never happens. Right. Which. Um, and by the way, the schedule that we reported for the news about Naruto coming was actually right, might I add. But um, hooray. Um, hooray. But basically what happened was that Symbionic Titan did play the episode. I believe it was actually – that was the season finale for season one if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But Symbionic? Yeah, I think there was like a, a like a season finale. Well, I think Symbionic finale. only had one season. I thought so too, but when I looked on it, when I seen that episode on YouTube, I thought I saw a season finale, and I was like, it had a season finale. Well, didn't know there was even two seasons of it. But don't watch the f-ing YouTube stream. I guess I won't. But um. Anyways, well, apparently watching it on TV doesn't f-ing help the order. No, it doesn't. But um, um so basically, well, they- here's the explanation from Toonami's mouths themselves. So, first of all, we're really sorry that the episodes ran out of order. The original air order didn't go in sequential episode number order. So what ran on Saturday night was episode 9, or as you know it, episode 11. So we're going to run episode 11 this weekend, Lessons in Love, which you might actually know as episode 9, or 10, depending on who you ask. Then we'll air episode 10, Trashy 497, which is 10 or 9, depending on who you trust. Then we'll probably skip to 11, knee since, uh, knee nine, (laughs) since you've already seen it, and go straight to episode 14, which you will know as 12. Hopefully that clears up any possible confusion. Thanks and keep watching. Yeah, and then somebody actually asked. Hold on, I will get that question up real quick. But it was funny because Just saw your Titan announcement. You made it confusing on purpose, didn't you? And their words are, believe it or not, it is actually that confusing. Side note, Bebop is back in order, might I add. Yep, that was weird, but it's back in order. So, that shouldn't happen again. Don't yell at them, please. Please don't. I like Symbionic Titan, and I actually want another one. Actually, interesting enough about Symbionic Titan, I'll I'll do this quick so Jose doesn't kill me. Um, There was, somebody had said on the Tumblr about... I don't know where it is on the Tumblr, Jose. So sorry if you're if you're looking for it. But for somebody it. had said something about um, the guy that directed it. That's no longer that's moved on. Gandhi Chardabatsky. Yes. Uh, apparently, he's written ten episodes that are ready to go. So I don't know if that's true, but that might be something that we would want to uh, look, look into. into. Yeah. Well, that's not the thing. Is you guys have to remember, it's not Adult Swim that would be bringing the show back. It would have to be Cartoon Network. No, they actually. I think they signed the rights over to Adult Swim to. Well, I know they signed. They the, signed the episode rights, but production rights, I think, still lie with Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. So I think Cartoon Network would actually have to be the ones to pull the trigger. Which again, I don't think would be so hard. It just, no. you know, do they want to do it? Well, I know Warner Brothers did 
um, Thundercats. So that would not be too hard to restart because Warner Brothers is Turner, a.k.a. Adult Swim well, and Cartoon Warner Brothers is not Turner. That's not correct. Warner Brothers is technically a separate entity. They are just sister companies under one big okay. umbrella of Time okay. Warner. Well, excuse me. I'm sorry. Sorry. Thank I just want to make sure everybody knows. Under the umbrella. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure. Umbrella. I just want to make sure we get our stuff right, so nobody attacks us when we. That's sit. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, I I do think that it would be easier, and it probably will actually happen that we'll get another season of Thundercats. It, it probably but... would be easier because it doesn't have Cartoon Network Studios at the end. Right. It's Warner Brothers Animation, so Warner Brothers yeah, themselves but, could just say, "Okay, we'll do it." Yeah, but couldn't couldn't Cartoon Network still do it and then just put it on Adult Swim? I I don't know. I I feel like I mean that's a good question to ask. Uh, that's a good question to ask, but I feel like um, I don't know. I have a feeling Symbiotic Titan is a little more complicated than we thought it was. Yeah, but it is. It's I can't imagine it can't. It will cost them anything because it's still their yeah. show. Well, it, it depends on what the contract is. I mean, we know we know from. Uh, I don't think they're going to charge themselves money. Well, no, we we know that we know from uh, the interview with George that when he wrote that, he signed over all the rights to MegasXLR. Right, but so maybe that's maybe that's the same deal that happened with. Um, the no, guy that's that... definitely not the same deal. He Gendy made it with Cartoon Network. Like okay. that is a Cartoon Network show. Do you it's know not that's like fact? it's not like Titmouse you know made the well, show do you, do you know that for a fact though uh i'm pretty sure yeah okay well we should we should definitely we should i'll, I'll double check that but i'm pretty sure Please that's a cartoon network check. show because i know there's a huge interest in that so so anyways um yeah yeah we, so. we spent a little while here you you guys don't even want to hear us talk anymore i'm sure you're yeah. just like when does ed come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's. Is just he gonna do his brawly voice? He's gonna do his brawly voice. No. All right, well, let's just get into it. Um, this is basically what you guys have been waiting for us to shut up and uh, just give it to you. So here it is: the uh, the interview with Vic. Everybody, we're back, and with us tonight we have uh, a very special guest. Some of you may know him as Ed on Full Metal Alchemist. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hi, my name is Vic Mignana. And welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, well, we've got a you. we've got a bunch of questions, so we let's get into them. Um, one really. Uh, we always ask this one up at the top because everybody wants to know, how did you get started in this industry? Well, you guys, uh, quite by accident, to be honest with you. I, um, I had been acting since I was very young. I'd been doing a lot of, you know, theater and different types of performance work since I was very, very young. But, uh, about 15 years ago, somebody, in fact, almost 20, I'm, I'm actually scared to admit, uh, somebody encouraged me to audition for a company in town uh, in Houston, Texas, where I was living at the time, that bought anime uh, series and dubbed them into English, and they were looking for actors. So I, I went and auditioned, and I got cast, and uh, I figured it was just kind of a one-time deal. It seemed like a lot of fun. 
And um, and I did it and, and thought it was done. And then they called me back for another show and then another show and another show and another show. And I became I started working regularly there at ADV in Houston. And then the next thing you know, uh, I was invited to uh, to come up and record and play some roles for Funimation in Dallas. And uh, so I spread out to Dallas. And then the next thing you know, I was playing roles in New York, uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, that kind of stuff, and then uh, ultimately uh, started playing roles in Los Angeles as well. So um, I was very, very blessed and very fortunate to get in on the business when it was still very small, and um, and that's how I got into it. Um, um, so, so you were mainly a, a ADV actor, I remember. Uh, and what was it? Yeah. What was it like getting that phone call from, I guess, Funimation or whoever contacted you to like, hey, we we like you in this work. Come come over to our side, you know. Well, again, it was so early on, you guys, that um, it was so early on that I was like, oh, there's another studio in Dallas that does this stuff, and I was like, okay, sure, I'll. Uh, I'd love to come up. In fact, the first thing that I did was Broly in Dragon Ball Z. And uh, after I did Broly, <clears throat> they asked me to come up and, and play characters in Yu Yu Hakusho and then in Kitty Grade and then in Case Closed and then in Spiral. And then, um, and then it ended up, uh, they ended up getting the license for Full Metal Alchemist. And, uh, and that was how I got involved in Full Metal. And, and like I said, at the time, the, the business was very small. And, uh, and, um, I was just very, very fortunate to get in on the ground level when it was very small. Now we'll, we'll come back to full metal in a minute, but how do you, how do you prepare for a role, uh, for, for any role really? Well, most, vo most voice actors will tell you that, um, you know, we don't have a great deal of advanced information about the show or the characters or the story especially if we're working on several shows at once. Um, I may get a call and say, I may get a call from a studio here in LA and, they, and, and they'll just say, we've ca we want to book you for two hours. Uh, we've cast you in this, in this new role, in this new show that we're doing. And I'll say, oh, okay, great. And I will literally walk in and, uh, and, and they will brief me on the spot as to the character and... Uh, you know, the uh, the storyline and the basic kind of, a, you know, arc of everything. And then we'll just start recording. Huh. Um, um, so we don't really get the chance to prepare much. You go in and you, you, you draw from several different sources. You draw from the director's information. You draw from the, the character design itself. You draw from the Japanese uh, actor and his performance, you draw from, you know, uh, whatever different sources you can. Now, uh, another aspect that, that is unique to you and, and maybe a few others, uh, you, you actually dub the, a lot of songs into English as well. You, you actually adapt them for English, uh, per, it, as an English performance. Now, how involved are you with uh, dubbing the songs in English? Uh, do you do you write the lyrics for them yourself, or do you simply adapt the translated script, or how does that well, how does that happen? Um, actually, I've been involved in <clears throat> several different uh, levels of the uh, of the adaptation of music. Um, sometimes, uh, 
a director will just call me and say, I'd like you to do this song for this show. And um, I would like you to here's the here's the direct translation into English. But of course, it has to be completely reworked and adapted in order to fit into the melody of the song. So um, sometimes they'll hire me to rewrite the lyric and sing the song. And sometimes they'll just rewrite me to hire the lyric. And sometimes they'll just hire me to, to sing the song. So uh, any, anything's possible. But I'm, I'm really glad to, uh, to have gotten involved in the music side of anime because I'd been doing music for so long before I, uh, before I ever started voice acting in anime and video games. And never – I mean the two never uh, overlapped. And I always wondered why, you know, why can't I get involved in the music side of anime? And for the most part, because a lot of the shows that I was working on, they didn't dub the show, they didn't dub the songs in English. Um, you can imagine, you know, the Japanese companies who they sell CDs of music based on a particular anime series. They don't, you know, they want to sell CDs. So a lot of them want to keep the original Japanese version of the songs so that they can, you know, promote the Japanese versions of the music. Um, it's only been in the last several years that Funimation in particular has gotten permission to start um, dubbing more songs into English. So I've done songs for One Piece, Dragon Ball Z Kai, Dragon Ball GT, Oran High School, and uh, Dean Angel. But uh, um, speaking of the songs, real briefly, how because uh, because there are some I've heard that that they actually do dub the entire song. Uh, do you do you just? But I, I haven't heard many from Funimation where they dub the the entire song. They usually just dub whatever the TV size is. Do you actually dub the entire song, or is it just? Um, it depends. Like for instance, I dubbed the entire song for Dragon Ball Z Kai. But then the opening of the song <clears throat> isn't long enough to use the entire song. So they literally cut it, you know, they edited it to use it for broadcast. Um, so so um, most times I'll only dub the portion of the song that's used for the, sh for the show. But occasionally I may dub the whole song. Like I did the entire song for uh, – the Brothers theme from Full Metal Alchemist, and I did the entire song um, from Oran High School, and uh, and I did the entire song for Dean Angel. But most of the like the One Piece songs, um, and uh, and some of the other songs, Dragon Ball Z Kai, um, or excuse me, Dragon Ball GT, I, I just dubbed what they needed for the show. And then, of course, unfortunately, fans will write me and they'll say, "Can we get a full version of this song?" And I'll be like, "I'm so sorry, um, there, there doesn't that doesn't exist. I'm sorry." Well, I, I think that actually might be changing because I have I have picked up a couple of Japanese soundtracks, and sometimes the dub version of the song will show up on it. Uh, the, this is going back a few years now. Tenchi Muyo, uh, Sharon Scott uh -huh. did, I think, the second dub theme. And she dubbed the whole song, and it's on the soundtrack for Tenchi Muyo. So, you know. Oh, very cool. well. And and I must tell you that every every production and every company is different. Yeah. Um, some companies do not want the songs dubbed, and then there are occasionally companies in different uh, productions where they'll say, "Sure, you can 
you can have our permission to dub this this song in English, like Full Metal. Um, we actually recorded uh, an English version of um, I think it's called Melissa mm-hmm. by Pornography. That that original um, opening theme for Full Metal. We actually wrote it and dubbed it in English, and then the, the Anaplex, the company that owned Full Metal, said, uh, no, we, uh, we don't want you to use the English songs. We want to use the Japanese. So each production is different, and each production company approaches that differently. Uh, hopefully they'll, they'll start changing their tune. I would like to see more English versions of the songs on the soundtrack, because I think it's just kind of cool to have them both. But we'd love to do them. I mean, I think it's fun... To, I really enjoy doing them, and it's really fun to uh, it's really fun to to translate them sometimes. Because I don't know if you guys have ever seen a direct translation. Oh, they're, they're usually kind of off. <laughs> they're comical. Uh, sometimes they just make no sense whatsoever. Oh, I mean, they're so esoteric. You know what I mean? They're just so out there that they don't make any sense. And you really, if you're going to adapt them into English, you really have to sit there and study this to try to, like, what are they trying to say here? What, what, what exactly are they trying to communicate here? And then you have to, of course, you know, adapt it into English and, uh, and make it fit the melody. So it's, it's kind of tricky, actually. Now, music is obviously a big deal to you. You've dubbed songs and, and as well as released your own. Uh, do you find music to be a valuable tool for voice actors to have, or just absolutely, absolutely? That's a great question. In fact, a lot of times in Q and A sessions at conventions, I've told fans that I've found that some of the best voice actors I know are musicians. They sing or or play an instrument, or they have they have a musical uh, natural talent musically. And what I found is that um, there is a rhythm to voice acting. There is a, 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 almost a musical rhythm and a sense of tempo uh, to a lot of anime. And uh, I found that the people that do it the best, the people that, that seem to really lock into voice acting and matching the cadence of a line and they're very, they're very fast and efficient with uh, laying down lines on the first take. Um, they tend to all have music in common in their backgrounds. And I've been, I mean, I've been writing and producing music twice as long as I've been voice acting. And um, I've got six different music CDs of, of my own original material. I do live concerts at a lot of conventions. In fact, I'm getting ready to release to release a live concert video that was shot at Anime Matsuri this year, and uh, so I really love uh, being able to to uh, integrate music and voice acting. Um, now, Edward Elric. It's time to speak about him. He's obviously a big role for you. Did you have any clue as to how big this character or this franchise would become when you were cast as the as Edward? Well, to be honest with you, no. Um, to be entirely honest, I uh, I didn't even know what Full Metal was about. <clears throat> In fact, to be to be entirely honest, I uh, I thought that Full Metal Alchemist might have something to do with Full Metal Panic. Uh, uh, which of course, 
I, I made that mistake too. <laughs> but I mean, I was in Full Metal Panic, and when they asked me, when Funimation asked me to come up and audition for this new show called Full Metal Alchemist, I said, "Is that like Full Metal Panic?" And they're like, "No, uh, no." And um, so I auditioned, and I got cast as Ed. And then there was a very long waiting period. Uh, there was a very long period of time after. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. After we uh, we had started, um, or after we'd gotten cast, before we started recording, there was a very long period of time before we started recording. And during that time, I started getting letters from fans of the of the kind that I had never gotten before. I had probably done thirty or forty anime series by the time I did Full Metal, and I was getting these emails from fans that were saying, hi, Vic, um, I'm familiar with your work, and I recently heard that you got cast to play Edward Elric in Full Metal Alchemist. Don't screw it up! That's encouraging. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh. I was literally getting emails from fans saying, you better not screw up Full Metal. Yeah, and that was that was the first time in all of the shows that I had ever done that I ever got an email like that. That um, you know that that actually made it very apparent to me that Full Metal had a very loyal and devoted fan base, and was clearly not your average anime series. So I went into the recording of Full Metal with a great deal of, you know, a great deal of uh, respect and uh, sensitivity for doing the best job that I could. Well, I. Definitely the series came out great. Uh, I think you were in very good hands with Mike McFarlane directing that one, who we've had on the show. And uh, he, was, he, he talked very, very nicely about the, the entire cast and the whole experience of dubbing the two shows. Well, yeah, he and Colleen d uh, directed the, uh, the, first, the first series. And then, of course, he and, and Caitlin Glass a little bit, but mostly Mike directed the, the second series. And, you know, I mean... <clears throat> The best directors are people that hire good actors and then let the actors do their job. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to get the actors to mimic everything you want, you know, to, to mimic you and just basically, <clears throat> you know, basically copy exactly the way you want every line said, you know, if you get good actors, they're going to bring a lot of their own talent and skill to the table and it makes the director's job much easier. Um, and speaking of the second series, uh, what was it like coming to Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood after you know a five-year gap? You hadn't played Edward in so long. Um, it was uh, <clears throat> it was a bit scary at first, I have to say. Um, the first series came out so great, and uh, <clears throat> it just it just turned out so perfectly. And, uh, I'm, you know, I was kind of scared because I was like, what if, what if the second series isn't as good, you know? I mean, what if, what if the voice actors aren't as good? What if the script isn't as good? What if, uh, you know, what if the animation isn't as good? What if the music isn't as good? What if just things just don't fall into place as well as, uh, as they did the first time? So we were pretty scared, actually, about it. You know, but um, 
But but uh, very shortly after we got into it, it was pretty clear that it was a great series. It was a another you know real well executed series, and and you know everybody brought their best uh, their best work to it, and and uh, Brotherhood turned out really good too. So, is there a particular line from either one of the shows that uh, you've been asked at conventions to say a lot? Well, they're. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, there are, you know, obviously people are always asking me to, you know, to do short rants. <laughs> they're, also, they're always asking me to scream, you know, about being short. And and to be honest with you, I try to avoid the yelling and the screaming because it's, you know, it's not great on the voice <laughs> and uh, all the talking that you do throughout a, uh, a convention weekend makes it, you know, makes it difficult on the voice anyway. But um <clears throat> You know, Ed, um, like this is my normal speaking voice, and uh, Edward Elric is just a little bit higher, and he's got a little more uh, rasp in his voice, like this. Me and my brother are searching for the Philosopher's Stone. Yep, that's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's the little pipsqueak. <laughs> Uh, now, are there any roles? I have a feeling I know the answer to this one, but are there any roles that you found to be extremely exhausting, whether it be in the emotional sense or the physical sense? Well, I've never found any exhausting in an emotional sense because I actually thrive on those kind of characters. I love characters that are emotionally uh, wrenching and uh, and challenging. Because that's, uh, you know, as an actor, that's fun to play. So I've never had any, any, any really emotionally wrenching or, or challenging roles. But certainly there have been plenty of characters that I've played that were physically challenging because of all the yelling and, uh, you know, fighting or because the voice uh, had a certain quality to it. And after doing it for an hour or so, you know, your voice feels like, you know, like uh, it's been run over a cheese grater, you know. Uh, the one I'm thinking of is Broly. I, I'm not going to ask you to do it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it because I would pull, I would I would great graciously decline anyway. I I um I always talk about that when kids ask me, and it's the truth. I mean, you only have to hear Broly talk and yell and power up and go Super Saiyan one time to go, wow, that's gotta hurt. You know that that cannot be pleasant for the voice and then when you figure that you're doing it for a few hours several hours to you know to record a movie or a video game um i i avoid doing broly at any at any turn yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't dare ask you to do him here but you know he he just sounds so different i'm just like ooh, that's gotta hurt (laughs) it's a very low chesty comes out of the chest and very you know very very hard on the throat have you ever gotten used to it after playing him all these years in movies and and uh, video games, or just it just it's always too it's it's always hard. Oh yeah, it's always hard. And you know, I mean, my voice is typically a higher, younger sounding voice, and uh, and so you don't want to do characters like Broly too too much because it'll kind of ruin your higher range. Uh, there are voice actors that used to have higher voices <laughs> until they started getting cast to play lower, deeper roles. And from talking like that so much, they actually lost some of their higher vocal range. 
So I definitely don't want that to happen. Um, and you, you mentioned this earlier, but you do seem to be all over the place these days. You've, you've recorded shows in Texas, New York, L.A. Uh, do, does this travel, this constant amount of travel affect uh, any of your roles? Or do you just, that doesn't even cross your mind, you're prepared? Well, um, to be honest with you, most people, most people would probably agree that, that traveling is not conducive to staying healthy. Um, it's hard when you're on airplanes all the time. You know, it's very easy to get sick. It's very easy uh, when you're on airplanes with the, you know, with the, you know, recirculated air and passengers coughing and sick all over the place. And then when you add on top of that, going to events where you're shaking 500 people's hands and hugging people, you know what I mean? And and getting kissed and hugged on, uh, those kind of things, you know, it's very easy to get sick under those conditions. And, you know, for the first half of my life, getting sick didn't bother me. But as soon as I realized, as soon as I started using my voice uh, professionally, and as soon as I got myself into a position where I needed to have my voice in order to do my job, Suddenly, I became much more aware of how my voice suffered when I got sick and I didn't sound the same and I couldn't make my voice do the same things as I wanted it to do. I didn't have the control over it. <clears throat> I didn't have the range that I wanted. And, you know, so um, traveling is uh, it is problematic for getting sick, but uh, and, and therefore affecting your voice. But uh, I'll give you an example. I just got back from Japan. Uh, I got cast in a I got cast in a brand new uh, form of anime called an e manga. Um, very cool production that is basically a manga that you can download to a smart device and watch it on your iPhone or uh, or iPad or whatever and. Um, and it has voice recordings of of the characters um, that play along in sync with the panels of the manga. And with the push of a button, you can instantly click from Japanese to English. Oh, which is which is really cool. So I was cast to play a character in a brand new e manga called Rainy Cocoa, and the director surprised me by flying me to Japan to record it. Hmm. So I flew over to Japan, and they kept me very, very busy every day. Uh, the first day I was there, I was doing interviews, and the first evening I was there, I did a live concert for a whole bunch of Japanese anime kids, anime fans. The next day, I recorded my character for Rainy Kokoa, and the next day I did more radio interviews, magazine interviews, and then I sang the theme song to another e-manga production called Magical Dreamers. So everything that I did there revolved around having my voice in good shape, and lo and behold, after flying 12 hours over there, I started getting sick. So I was doing everything possible to keep from, from to keep the cold or the flu or whatever it was from coming on full force until I could get through all of the stuff that I needed to record 
And when I came back to L.A. from Tokyo, um, I got full on sick and spent the last few days in bed. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling somewhat better to uh, join us. And uh, I, I'm actually interested to hear more about this e-manga. Can you, can you tell us a little more about it? Because I, I really haven't even heard of this. Very cool idea. And uh, I mean, what I can tell you is is basically what I just told you. And that's pretty much what I know. Um, you can look up the title Magical Dreamers. I don't think it's out yet, but it's going to be released soon. And then the next uh, the next e-manga will be called um, Rainy Cocoa. Um, and what they've done is the producers have created the manga and the artwork and everything in Japan. And then they've had it dubbed. They've had it dubbed by Japanese actors, and then simultaneously have been using English actors to dub it into English. Um, do you actually know who's who's putting this out? Is it? I, I'm guessing Viz might be putting this out in America, or do they not, not have an American distributor yet? Not one of those. It's not one of those companies. Um, the name of the company that is behind it. Is I A M, like I am. Okay. Um, I A M. Jose uh, is writing all this down. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, Ueno San is the is the the guy is the kind of the mind exec producer behind it, and um, I met him at a convention in Hawaii, and he asked me if I would like to play a role in his upcoming e-manga, and I said, sure, that sounds like fun. And then I saw him at AWA again in Atlanta, and I said, so do you want me to book a studio in L.A., or do you want me to come to Funimation in Dallas to record? What would you like me to do? And he basically said, I want to bring you to Tokyo. That's That's got to be a huge honor. I mean, I don't... I don't know of any voice actors from America that have gone to Tokyo to record anything. It was a it was a great honor, and not only that, but while I was there, I came to find out that Ueno-san has several voice acting schools in Tokyo. Hmm. He literally has uh, Japanese seiyu that are his teachers, instructors, and um, and uh, they teach courses to uh, Japanese kids that are interested in voice learning to voice act. And when he brought me over, he set me up to lecture uh, at his at a couple of his voice acting schools. So I got to actually talk and lecture on voice acting to uh, to uh, several classrooms of, Jap of adorable Japanese students. That's cool. Um, did you? Um is this your first time in Tokyo, or have you had you been before? Actually, I I was there before. I went there once about four years ago. I only went for fun. Uh, I didn't go for any specific purpose, but uh, just to, just to hang out with a friend of mine uh, named Motsu, who is the lead singer in a band called Move. And I did a couple of conventions with him, and uh, and he invited me to come over and hang out. So I went over for a week about four years ago and hung out. But uh, I uh, this was the second time I'd been back. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. I just came back from there myself a couple of weeks back. 
Uh, I just I just came back myself from Japan uh, a couple of weeks back, and it was a pretty pretty fun. Yeah, I said uh, I said, did you have a good time? Oh yes, it was amazing. I didn't want to come back. I was like, oh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> um, now, uh, I something something that I find very important is networking. And how would how important would you rate networking in this industry? And I feel like that story explains how important important networking is. Extremely important. I would say that uh, I would say that a, a vast, a, a very large percentage of the opportunities that have come my way have been because I, you know, met somebody who was like, for instance, I I was working at ADV and I was doing these shows at ADV and I didn't even know there was any other anime world outside of ADV and uh and I yeah I went to a convention I was invited to an anime convention that I didn't even know existed and I went to the convention and I met people from Funimation and the Funimation people said hey why don't you come up and do some work for us and then I at another convention I met people from New York and then at another convention I met people from LA so it was a very, very large portion of it, I I would say, is networking, meeting people, you know, and getting new opportunities. Now, uh, I think the following questions are from fans, and actually, these two are from Darrell, right, Paul? Yes, they are. Okay. I'll read them if you'd like. Yeah, sure. You can huh? go ahead and read them. All right. Uh, his first question was, due to the fact you're busy with voice acting, how do you manage to keep from losing your voice? And has there ever been a time you lost your voice while working in the studio? Uh, well, that's a great question. Uh, the, the answer to the first part of the question is, how do I keep from losing my voice? Um, sometimes, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I lose it. I just uh, sometimes I lose it from using it too much. Uh, but I would say that um, I would say that. Um, the best thing you can do to keep from losing it is to just know your limitations. Um, you know, when you're doing a character and, you know, when you're doing a character and the character is hard on your voice, know what your limitations are so that you can, you know, so that you know when to stop, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you push yourself too hard, then you, you, then you lose your voice. And you're out of you know you're out of commission for for a few days. I've um, it's actually very funny you mentioned this question because I was just listening to the Macross commentary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you mentioned that you know Matt Greenfield calls you calls you something. I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but he calls you something when that you lose your voice a lot in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think my voice has become more resilient over the years. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since Matt Ross. I, yeah, Matt was a long time ago. Um, that was back when I was still doing the first Full Metal series. But, um, yeah, I don't think I lost it any more than anybody else. But Matt used to tease me about losing it. But I think over the years, I, uh, you know, from doing it as much as I've done it, I think I've gotten a little more, I think I've gotten a little more resilient at it. And now you can show him up because he doesn't even voice act anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt's not doing a great deal these days. Um, 
And uh, the next question is also from Darrell. So, Paul, are you going to take it? or? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Um, what was the worst experience you've had in your voice acting career? And to just keep it fair, what has it been... What has been your crowning achievement as a voice actor? So what has been my my worst experience and, and my best, my crowning achievement? Correct. Well, um, I would say without question probably the, the, the biggest achievement for me in anime has been, you know, playing Edward Elric in Full Metal Alchemist and, and then, you know, winning Best Actor – um, back in 2000, when was that? 2007, 2008, uh, for my role in Full Metal, that was uh, that was a pretty you know that was a a pretty exciting and humbling you know experience. Um, as far as um, worst experience, I would I haven't had any really bad experiences. I would say probably the only downside the um the only downside for me would be having started on certain shows and then and then the studio that I was working for lost the show. Like I I started playing the lead role in a couple of different anime series that I was very excited about and loved to death and then the company that I was working for went out of business and so we lost the opportunity to work on those shows other companies picked them up and I didn't get you know to to play the role that I was playing those were some of the the sadder experiences I've had all right okay I think that'll bring us into uh, fan questions uh, our our friend and yours mr. Duke Dumas and I'm sure I pronounced that wrong because I do. Asked, uh, <laughs> what is your? He's actually called me out on it. I always pronounce it wrong. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite anime that you've worked on? Um, again, for the longest time, I, <laughs> for the longest time, I I tried my vet, my best to to avoid that question and just be diplomatic and say, well, you know, I love all the characters and all the shows I've played. But after fin- excuse me, after finishing Brotherhood, um, I I pretty much had had to come to terms with the fact that, you know, Full Metal Alchemist is just such a a brilliant show, and uh, I would have to say that Full Metal is my favorite, is the favorite thing that I've ever worked on. But then I will also say that a very 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 close second place. Is Oran High School Host Club, and uh, he also asked which character that you've worked on can you relate to the most? Um, I'd like to think that I could relate to Tamaki in Oran uh, a little bit. I uh, I also think there was a character that I played many years ago in an anime series, ironically for Matt Greenfield, called uh, Princess Nine. Oh wow, this is going back. Yeah, and there and the character that I played was named Hiroki Takasugi, and I loved that character, and I feel like I identified with him more closely than any role I've ever played. Um, okay, we're gonna move on to 
Uh, it doesn't. He didn't put his real name, so this is S L V F M A L Rick. That's his email. He doesn't. How original. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, hey Vic. Out of all the opening themes and ending themes in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which one is your favorite? Also, which one would be the one you would like to sing yourself? I guess to dub in English. Um, well, I always liked Melissa, the one that we talked about earlier. And then, of course, I'm kind of a sucker for Ready, Steady, Go as well. Um, I'd love to record either one of those. Um, I just, In fact, I should. I just haven't had the time. I wrote myself a note one time <laughs> uh, about a year ago that basically it was a note to self, you know, record, re- write, a, write an English translation to Ready, Steady, Go and record it. And uh, I, I still should do it. Um, I just haven't had the time. But um, as far as ending themes, um, there was a there was an ending that was sung by a girl, and I don't remember the the name of the ending. I don't remember the name of the song, but it's a it's one of the more beautiful ending uh, credit songs. And uh, Caitlin Glass loves it and has sung it at conventions and I've actually played it for her when she uh, when she sung it and I don't I don't remember the name it's the one that goes da 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 oh god da, oh I know that one it's the second ending hold on right the Love internet it. to the internet we're gonna get this yes. name the internet <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I do know I do know which one it is I don't remember the name off the top of my head but we can look it up real quick yeah. Yeah. To Google. Really second. That's the second one. Second full metal alchemist. And we are recording, people. I know. We'll, we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll edit all this stuff out. <laughs> it is called, hopefully I can get an English title. It is called, come on. It's called, come on? No, it's called, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's not an English title. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, oh, come on. Where are you? Second ending song. It is called... No, that's not it. It's the third ending song. Motherland. There we go. Ah, okay. It's called Motherland. There we go. Thank you, Internet. Yay. That didn't take me half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, back to the questions. Let's bring them back up here. Personally, my little favorite one is uh, Rain, which is the fifth opening of Brotherhood. Cool. It's just cool. me. Um, Frank Savoka, I hope I pronounced that right. His, uh, his question for Vic is, uh, what is your favorite moment from Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood and what, what line do people, what line from the show do people ask you to say the most at conventions? <laughs> well, the line that people ask me to say most, ironically, is a line that was never even in the series. And that is a line that I made the mistake of saying when I was young, when, uh, when I was younger, uh, about Colonel Mustang being dead sexy in a miniskirt. Um, I, I said it as a joke, and then it turned out being like, you know, that was like the most requested line. Um, um, so, uh, um, that's like, I get so many requests and it's not even in the show. Um, 
But my favorite moment from Brotherhood, I have to say, was the, to be honest with you, was the last, was the last one, was the last, the last, the very end of the last episode, as uh, Ed and Winry are doing their thing, if you know what I mean. Their weird way of hitting on each other, finally. <laughs> right. I loved that. I mean, I was like, when that happened, I was in tears. Uh, and he also asked one more question. Uh, he'd like to add, what was it like singing in the opening for Dragon Ball Z Kai? Loved it. There we go. Loved <laughs> it. I love that. In fact, I sing that thing all the time. Um, there, there's, I forget how many people who have, I feel like Funimation was just like, Hey, let's get everybody who can sing to sing this song. Was it like four guys who have dubbed that song into English? Um, well, you know, what's funny. There's a funny story behind that. Um, some of the people, um, some of the people at Funimation, uh, asked me to sing that song. And unbeknownst to me, um, unbeknownst to me, Chris Sabat wanted to record Sean Schimmel singing it because, you know, he's Goku and what have you. So Sean did a recording, a version of it uh, that Funimation didn't even know about. And then I did my version, and then and 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 then you know, Chris Sabat turned in Sean's version to Funimation and basically said, "Huh, what do you think? Huh, like it?" And um, and Funimation started talking about it with the marketing people, and the marketing people said, "Hey, you know, it might be really cool to have a version of the of the theme with Goku singing it." And so what they did was they used one for the broadcast and then they used a different one for the DVD release. And then apparently the fact that they had two of us singing it, the next thing you know, they got it in their mind that it might be cool to have other people <laughs> sing it. So, um, so then they started having other, other people do it. Yeah, I think I think the total count of versions of that song is four, uh, which I think the only thing that rivals it is "Fly Me to the Moon" from end of uh, from Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's funny. That's funny. Um, and okay, uh, our last fan here has uh, some couple questions. Uh, his name is Mike Russell. Thank God, an easy name to pronounce. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, are you excited about being on the new Pokemon movie? I am ecstatic. Pokemon is like iconic, right? Oh, Pikachu, yeah. I'm, He's everywhere. Uh, is, oh, Pokemon is like the gateway drug for a lot of people when they were little kids in anime. And, um, I mean, Pokemon is like when, when I was first asked to be a part of Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, wow, how, how cool, how exciting. Um, and it's funny that you should mention Pokemon because when I was in Japan last week, I, uh, <laughs> when I was in Japan, I, um, I was at a store, at a dollar store, or I should say a hundred yen store, and, um, 
what do you think I found in the candy aisle? I found a packet of candy with my sweet character, Keldeo, from Pokemon on the cover of the candy. And I, like, bought it and grabbed it, and, I mean, I was so excited to see my Pokemon character on the front of this candy wrapper. That's Twitter-worthy. You just take a picture of that, put that up. Yeah, bought it. Bought it and took a picture of it and put it on my Facebook. Nice. Sweet. Um, and he, he has a bunch of questions. Let's, uh, so we're going to go through these. Do you have a favorite Pokemon season, movie, or game? No, I'm, you know, I don't really follow it, you know, as a fan because I don't really have the time to do that, quite honestly, you know? And, uh, something we didn't ask about and we should have because we're Toonami faithful, but what is your opinion of Toonami's current state? Uh, well, um, hmm. I, uh, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. Is that good or bad? (laughs) Well, that's just it. I don't know. Um, and he asks, uh, I bring, I bring this question up originally. I was going to ask it, but I know you're pretty, pretty big on anti-piracy. Uh, what do you think of Neo Toonami? And if you don't know what that is, I can go ahead and explain that. I do not know, actually. Neo Toonami is basically fake Toonami. Uh, they, uh, th- what them and a couple of other people do is they create their own little bumps and teasers and stuff like that, but they also stream the actual show as if it was like a channel of Toonami. So they're streaming full episodes of anime online. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? This is a real thing. There's two There's of these. I certainly hope somebody is shutting them down. Um, we, we know for sure that at one point back in the day... Cartoon Network had sent them a cease and desist letter, but not, apparently they didn't get that. <laughs> not not just Cartoon Network, Warner Brothers. Warner Ooh. Brothers in its entirety uh, sent them to cease and desist letters to multiple outlets. It's not just them. There's other websites that I won't name because I don't want to give them the traffic. But, yeah. Um, what do you think of them now that I've kind of explained it to you? Well, I, I, think, that's, I think that's bad news, man. I think that the people that do stuff like that are idiots because they don't even realize that they're actually hastening the destruction of the very thing that they love. I don't understand how people can't, how people can't, you know, reason this out and put it together. Oh, I, 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 it boggles my mind sometimes when we have so many options. Like, all right, Toonami's not for you. That's fine. We have this little thing called Crunchyroll and Hulu that give you the show exactly the same time it airs in japan i don't i can't fathom piracy anymore there's no excuse for it no no well the only excuse for it is people don't want to pay for anything people people we are living in a society we are living in a society of such entitlement where people think that they should just get everything for free all these companies should just spend hundreds of thousands of dollars making something and and just hand it over to them for free because they won't because they want to watch it and they want to watch it now. And what they don't understand is if they keep doing this little by little as they've already as as has already happened, these companies are going to go out of business because they can't afford to make anime if they can't sell it. It's it's just it it boggles my mind how disrespectful anime fans are sometimes. Like cuz you know, I I see it at conventions and I see it everywhere. It's just 
You know, you anime fans are some of the sweetest, loving, most accepting people I, I've ever seen in fandom. But then they treat the people who create this stuff like crap by downloading stuff and buying bootlegs. And it's just like, oh, come on, guys. Well, the problem is they don't think beyond their own nose. All they think is, woohoo, I saved $10. Yeah. Well, you're going to do that? Go to they, Hulu. And they think, you know, hey, I'm not hurting anything by, you know, 10 bucks. What, what? But they don't think beyond themselves. And they don't think that, well, you multiply the $10 I just saved by 100,000 other people, and that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will, will – oh, crap. I forgot my thought. <laughs> this is why we have editing. Yes. Oh, uh, you know, if the, if there's one, you know, if you don't listen to us here on the podcast, listen to Vic. He, <laughs> he works in the industry. And if you won't listen to him, listen to Miyazaki because Miyazaki has come out and said it too. If, well, if there's one person you'll listen to, listen to Miyazaki. Dude, everybody in the industry says that because the industry cannot sustain, cannot sustain itself if people take work and don't pay for it. It, it just can't. So please, we're not saying this to be, you know, like douches or something. We're we're trying to save the industry and we're trying to make more of this stuff happen. Yes, we are. Uh, okay, a little anti-piracy rant out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you watch the, uh, this is still Mike Russell, did you watch the Common uh, Rider Dragon Knight series when you did a voice for the game? Or I don't um, know what this is. I did is. not. In fact, I did not. When I... Did that voice for the game? I didn't. I did not even know what that was. They had to explain it to me what it was. Um. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that is. To be quite honest, I, do I. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I. Uh, you know, a lot of the shows that we work on, we don't know about. Like I said earlier on in the interview, a lot of the things that we work on, we don't know about them until we walk into the studio, and the director kind of briefs us. You know, and and fills us in. Um, his next question is, "What is your favorite Sonic the Hedgehog game?" If you have one. <laughs> uh, well. Weird question. That is a weird honest, question. To to be honest with you, to be entirely honest, the one that I was in. Because I did, I don't know anything about any Sonic games until I did the one that I was in. Or I played one two one two three Omega the robot and I had a great time and so that's my favorite. And I'm going to guess and say that was Sonic Adventure. I honestly don't know. I think so. So no, Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors. Okay. Oh, that's the recent. Oh, that came out recently. Okay, that was last year. Yeah. Um. Okay. And uh, his last question, and I I just thought of another one, so this won't be the last question. But his last question is. Uh, what advice would you give Christian parents uh, when choosing an anime to watch? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. That is a good, that's a very good question. Well, I, I would say, um, you know, the, the, the obvious answer is, uh, is, to, is to do a little research on it on the Internet. I would say very simply, you know, the Internet is a great resource for looking stuff up and finding out, you know, What's the subject matter? What kind of stuff goes on in the in the show? And you know, and uh, as a as a Christian parent, get an idea of um, you know, get an idea of what the, what the show's about, and try try to make the best decisions you can on stuff like that. You know, I've 
I myself have gotten involved in shows that I was like, oh, man, I didn't realize that this was going to happen or I didn't know that this was that kind of show. You know what I mean? And I, and I kind of regretted being a part of it. But, you know, you live and learn. You, you know, you make mistakes and you do the best you can and you move on. Um, and, and I feel like that goes for any parent. Uh, one, my two cents I'll throw in real quick. Uh, the anime companies, they're not trying to hide anything. They usually have a rating system on the back as well. So you can usually judge pretty easily by those. What they usually do is they put the TV right. ratings on the back. So if you follow those, you, you should be okay. Like if it's TVY7, you should be good to go. Yep. Um, and, and my final question, uh, since I brought up Macross earlier, you, um, you recorded with, I think for the first time ever, an actress who played not only the Japanese role, uh, she also played the English role. Mar uh, Maria Jima. What was it like? Because uh, you did record a commentary with her. What was it like working with her? And uh, you know, how was it working with, I guess, a legend? Because that that series is kind of legendary. I love Mari. Uh, we've done a couple of conventions together, and she's a singer songwriter. So, um, so we really hit it off. And when I found out that she was going to be coming to ADV to record the English version of Macross. I was super excited about that. We had a great time. And uh, I, I find it I find it kind of funny though that you know she she gets brought well, she wasn't brought over to America. She was living here. She comes to America. She she ends up recording Macross again. And you go to Japan. You record something for them. I feel like a, there's a bit of an eerie parallel there. But uh, that is that is kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, except, except for the fact. Except for the fact that I wasn't speaking Japanese no. when I was, <laughs> I only I know about five phrases in Japanese, and that's that's about it. That's all you need. Uh, well, thank you very much. That uh, thank you for sparing so much of your time. Before we go, uh, anything you want to plug, like your music and your website? Uh, yeah, let me let me just say thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, no problem. Um, I enjoyed it, and. Uh, yeah, uh, you guys, anybody out there that's interested in my music, I have a, a lot of, uh, of great uh, variety of different CDs, uh, instrumental, um, up-tempo, uh, slow ballads, uh, funny, anime-related, uh, a mixture of everything, even a Christmas CD, and it is that time of year. So I would, uh, I would encourage people, anybody interested in getting some music, you can get my CDs on iTunes. Uh, you can also buy karaoke tracks to some of my songs on iTunes. A lot of a lot of kids write me and say, you know, I'd love to sing one of your songs for my church, or I'd love to sing one of your songs in my school talent show, or I'd love to sing one of your songs for this or that. So I've got karaoke tracks as well, and um, and then of course uh, I always have to give a shout out to my awesome, awesome beloved fan club, the Risen Bull Rangers. We, uh, we now have right at 17,000 members worldwide. Um, so I, I want to invite anyone out there that's not a ranger to come into the light and join us. We, it's free to join, and you will instantaneously find yourself with a family of 17,000 people around the world who love all the things that you love, and you'll make great friends and, 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 uh, and have a wonderful time. Um, uh, I am on Twitter as well, so follow me on Twitter, at Vic Mignogna. And uh, I'll be doing a lot of conventions again next year, so 
uh, please come on out and see me and say hello. There is nothing I love more than meeting the fans face-to-face and, and making connection with people that enjoy the work we do. So please know how much I love and appreciate all of the fans out there for, for their support and enthusiasm and encouragement of my work. Um, well, I think that's it, everybody. Thank you so much, to Vic. Uh, and we'll be right back in one second. Thanks, guys. And we're back. Yes, um, we are. Yep. That was that was an interview. That was an interview. Which and it will be uh, our extra was very quiet for. I'm surprised. Yes. Starstruck. You mean me? Uh, no, I meant Darrell. Oh, okay. I meant Darrell being well, very no, quiet. I, I didn't. I, I couldn't really think of any questions to ask him. It was kind of like. Hmm, it was kind of the Jose that? show again. Yeah, <laughs> you, you ask very good questions, sir. So I just let you take it when we do these. No, that e manga thing has me. That has me peaked. I'm just like, what? Where do I? How do I find out about this? So yeah, by the right way, Joe, after we'll we explain that to you. <laughs> yeah, right after yeah. we stop uh, recording, I'm definitely gonna go look that shit up. Yeah, we'll explain it to you after we're done recording. Um, but um, yeah, so that was a good interview. That's actually our last interview for the year. Yes. Um, no more interviews. We're done getting guests. <laughs> uh, no. But anyways, um, we will be. I will be looking into getting guests on the time that we don't have guests. Because it does take me <laughs> a little bit sometimes to find some of these people. Look at plus, how it took me to get Steve. Jesus. Uh, plus, we, <laughs> hey, you know, works. yeah, it persistence does. works. But you guys have no idea how hard it is to get guests on the show. No, they don't know how hard I work to get these guests. No, it, everybody. It's not just you. It's Daniel. It's me, Darrell. Everybody works really hard to get guests on the show. Uh, we, you know, it's just it's so difficult, and it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. And on like working fifty hours a week. Uh, on top of on yeah, on top of us, <laughs> on top of that, we all have jobs, and we're just I like, know. oh man. yeah, y'all hear about the stuff that I say on Twitter all the time. So yeah, <laughs> dude, it's just it's exhausting to get guests on the show. It's not that the guests are are difficult or anything like that. It's just timing and making sure that we keep in contact with these people. It's actually it, it takes actually, a lot. You know what? We kind of did lie about that. We we may have a guest, um, not next week, but the week after, but. It corresponds with our announcement, but yeah, that's another time. <laughs> well, that's not well. If I if you're talking about who I think you're talking about, it's not really a guest. Mm, it is a guest because they're never mind. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'll probably cut this part. Jose, you know, as Jose always says, you know, you ain't seen nothing yet, people. Yep. Yes. So. Um, um, yeah, I'm just I'm really I'm really ecstatic for the future of the show. We have end of year episodes coming. I haven't decided exactly what we're gonna do for those, but we will be doing something, and we will be recording those early too, so I can. No, oh, I don't want to record those early. I want to record those early. No, you just want to have your Christmas off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to have no, Christmas you're off. You're our friggin' monkey, and you will work like no. we tell you to, Cratchit. No. no, I won't. Head samurai, get him. Yes, I got to go ahead and get the damn sword now. See, every damn time I turn around, I got to do this. No, anyway. but for real. Um well, we'll we'll talk about what we're doing, but it definitely I definitely have ideas for the for the last two episodes of the year. Uh so yeah. I definitely think that we should and this is just an idea I'm going to put out there. 
uh, I think we should do like our top five moments uh, since we started the podcast. Um, yeah, that was literally is, one. That's kind of interesting, though. That's that's you know. very interesting. I already know what my number one is. I already know. Well, you know, just to kind of add into that, like to tell some people, like I almost turned Paul down actually doing the show full time, but I'm so glad that I didn't. <laughs> um, we will we'll definitely discuss and get back to you as it's to what far. it is. Uh, and we will be sure to send you, we'll be sure to let you know if you can submit stuff for the last couple of episodes, because I want it to be pretty big and make sure that you guys have some kind of, uh, place in the show. Cause, yes. um, oh, we might, you know what? We might do the Colin show. We might finally Sweet. get around to that. And we might that do a live nice. show too as well. Yes. Well, if we do and a Colin show, it's going to be live. We're going to be doing contests and giveaways. Yes. And we might actually. Oh, right. The contest. That is right. Yes, the, we have um, a fizz giveaway, don't we? Yes, we're not. Yes, we do. We need more. We need more entries, though, because I don't. Yes, we need way more. Yes, um, and I will be doing a personal giveaway soon. Can you can you describe the viz prize pack? That by the way, I can do better. I have a picture up on uh, facebookcom slash faithful podcast. And uh, okay, there's a. Can you could you uh, tell people what it is? Because I I don't know what it is. Uh, basically, it's a T-shirt. Um, oh God, what is the movie? Terrell, did I tell you what that movie was? It's a Naruto movie. I can't think of what the name of it is, though. It's not in front of me. Sorry. Bonds. I'm looking at it right now, and I think it's um. That's Bonds. Yeah, it looks like Bonds. Oh, cool! I called oh, it. No, wait, no, 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 no. It's the Wheel of Fire. Oh, yeah. Wheel of Fire. Oh, that's the brand new one. Yeah, bitch, you gonna get that to me? That is brand new, guys. That is just come. I don't even. Is it out yet? Even? I don't. I don't think so. It might not even well, be out yet, guys. So well, anyway, yeah. so there's that. There's the um, you got a couple of months of neon alley bag. There's a t-shirt, neon alley t-shirt, neon alley bag, uh, neon alley lanyard with I think it's a magazine subscription on it. It looks uh, like Naruto. I'm trying to think what else there was. Do you um, you also they also get a, a trial Art of uh, trial of neon alley itself, right? Uh, I don't think so. No. Oh, never mind. That didn't say anything. <laughs> you damn right. I did not promise that. anything. I swear. No, remember, because we have to do that thing in order for them to get the free thing. Okay. So cool. But yeah, I, like to our viewers and everybody that listens to us, y'all really need to get a little bit more proactive in like these giveaways. Because look, at, we want to give it to you, but hey, we can't like give it to you unless we get enough participation too, though. So and by the way, all you got to do to enter the contest is send an email to me uh, that says somewhere in the subject. Uh, Neon Alley contest. Actually, or wait a minute. Like wait that. a minute. Wait a minute. Let, let's scratch that. Daniel actually had a good idea where we could put a post up on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. And what we could do is there's actually an app online where we can randomly select uh, somebody that puts a comment on there. And um, yeah, we could do it that way. I'm. I'm already. We've already got email. The thing is, we've already got email submissions, so we might. True, just, but you said you didn't have that many, though. I didn't have that many, but I don't want to disqualify well, why don't we these just people. Do both, then. No, that's even worse to keep track. Like it, it's one or the other, and so for now, for this contest, please email j e a r g u m e d o at tsunamifaithful dot com. Uh, we'll 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 do the other thing next time. Fine, be that way. We'll yeah, do it for the next way. contest. We'll do it for Darrell's giveaway. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Probably giveaway is Thundercock. <laughs> no, my girlfriend got um, trademark on that now. Oh, okay. Women but sleep with me? Yeah, women sleep with me too. I thought you knew that. You're know. not the only one, Jose. 
Anyways, I was the only girl in your life, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god. So again, for you guys out there, um, we have a big announcement next week. I can't stress how big this announcement is. Um, and you guys are probably won't like it. Again, we're overhyping it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. So December tenth, I want you to tune in. Okay. This is huge. You definitely want to hear this announcement. It's going to change the Tsunami Faithful podcast and just make us huge. Also, I'm going to apologize right now because it's Tuesday and I have no idea when I'm going to edit this podcast. So this podcast might be coming out on Wednesday. Apologies. Yeah, we're going to murder you later. But anyways, um, I have no idea when I'm going to get to this because I I really need to. We really need to wrap this up here. Yeah. And lastly, um, again, if you want to see the preview of what we have coming up, uh, for our geeky reviews and uh, other things that we're doing with our company geeky um you can go to twitter.com slash geeky inc which is g-e-e-k-e-i-n-c uh we've posted up the video there uh once we do the first review which will be neon alley we will post it there as well uh you can also find it on facebook for those of you that don't like twitter like Darrell said he didn't like twitter you <laughs> God, we got you so addicted. But anyways, um, Facebook.com slash Geeky Inc. G-E-E-K-E-I-N-C. We'll be posting that, the preview video up there. Thanks again to Christian for doing that. And, uh, yeah, so let's uh, get around. where can they find you quick? Yes. You can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai 7 at Twitter.com. Follow me at J-E-A-R-G-U-M-E-D-O. You can find me on the forums. I'm there a lot now and in the chat. Uh, and you can email me. And please remember to email your contest submissions uh, for that Neon Alley prize pack. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, at J-E-A-R-G-U-M-E-D-O at TsunamiFaithful.com. And one last thing. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. It's been a while, so uh, we thought we'd remind you. Oh, and by the way, quickly, we are trying to get a uh, Android app. Uh, which one is it, Jose? Double Twist. We're trying to get... They're very unresponsive. That, yeah, they're, they're not responding to us, but once we do, we'll let you know, okay? Uh, and as always, you can find me on my uh, Twitter account, my personal Twitter, uh, at Paul Pascrillo. Uh, last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O-O. You can also find me on Toonami News and on Twitter. Um, and quickly, thank you to all the followers that I've gotten that are new. I'm almost to two grand, thank God. And uh, so, yeah, just keep it coming. Tell people about Toonami News. Have them subscribe because I will always post news there, including news on Toonami Faithful. And uh, to find me on the website, uh, my username is TF Administrator. Oh, TF by the way, Ad- um, I also posted my first article on AS Central today. That was pretty cool. What did you know? I did. I feel right. special. Oh, what was yeah. it about? It was about uh, Dexter's Rude Removal, uh, the lost episode of Dexter. And uh, I, I noticed AS Central hadn't put it up yet, so I was like, oh, I have the bump. I'll just I'll put it up for these guys. So, uh, again, our partnership with AS Central is working out swimmingly. No pun intended. Damn, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that's the podcast. Peace. And we're out. We be out. Later, bitches. Deuces.